Hello? Oh. I think we called each other at the exact same time. Oh, no. I'm just trying to get you to set up there. All right. You ready? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm good. Just... Oh, there you are. There you are. Yeah, perfect. How are you doing, man? I'm good. Um... It's been a busy day, but I'm relaxed now. All right, that's I'm good. That's ready good. to go. That's good. I uh, I want to the podcast I did yesterday. You need to watch that. It's a, it's a police sergeant from a a big city in the United States, and uh, he's been on the police force for 21 years. And he said right from the get go, he's like, from my experience, we would be so much better off if we decriminalized all drugs. And I was like, that's cool. That was the last yeah. person you'd expect to hear it from. And I was like, yeah. that's cool. So I told him about you and I sent him uh, our podcast. And I was like, you need a. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah. So it's increasingly obvious. But yeah. Still, yeah. They're going to uh, cling on for as long as they can. Yeah. Yeah. They are. But he's, he's a, he was pretty. He's the last guy you'd expect to say that. And mm. he's because he's not looking at it like you and I are like Terrence McKenna. It's, you know, if life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, blah, blah, blah. He was looking at it as like, we have to enforce these laws. And there are dangerous people that are going to get the drugs here no matter what. And now you're putting police officers' lives in danger. So that's how he was looking at it. He was like, we don't need to be sending in guys with guns. He was like, to get a people with a pot leaf. <laughs> like, uh, and so I was like, I was like, yeah. But um, yeah. So for the last, so you're Dominic Milton Trot. We did, um, I believe you're on episode number thirteen, and we talked about your new book, The Drug User's Bible. And uh, there it is. There it is. I'll link it in the. Uh, I'll link it in the description. And uh, you did a. You did an AMA on Reddit, which was awesome. And we talked about the book, which was awesome. And we got off into the weeds and went all philo- uh, philosophical and political. And uh, yeah, and uh, and we and we had to finish it up. And but I was just thinking, like, I kind of want to hear some of your experiences. So I messaged you, and I was like, we did. I was like, we did the book, we did politics. I was like, I I just want to hear it from you. I want to hear it. I want to hear it from the man who did it. So, uh, you said yes, and here we are. So yeah, yeah. So when when you ask that question, handful of examples are sort of thought. Well, what which drugs should I talk about? And what I tried to do was pick three different experiences which were radically different to each other across three different classes of drugs, rather than you know a typical psychedelic experience. Although I'm we'll across uh, the the breadth of the uh, the drugscape, and uh, I picked three different experiences, and with one of them, I can link into other subjects. So I sort of picked them just randomly, uh, generally, uh, other than making sure they were in different areas of uh, of the drugscape, which is what I've done. Yeah. And, um, so you this one. The first was Banglassi, the second was uh, crystal meth, methamphetamine. Mm-hmm. The final one was Salvia Divinorum, which I think you've done. I've, I've not done Salvia. I have not done Salvia. You haven't? Okay. No, no. <laughs> I've, I've, I've seen people. I was. I remember yeah. being with a friend, summer two thousand ten. Watched him smoke it, and 
I watched him smoke it and it wore off and then another friend smoked it. And I watched like three guys in a row do it. And it got to me and I was like, I just watched all three. And I was like, I don't want to do this. So I didn't do it. I was like, nope, not for me. But um, well, I did it three times, but I'll come up to that. Oh, Jesus. All right. So for the, unlike all the other podcasts where I never shut up and I talk nonstop and I interrupt my guests, which I'm doing right now, I'm, <laughs> I'm giving you the floor. I want you to. So don't don't wait for me to respond. Don't wait for me to. I I want. I don't want people to listen to this for me. I want to hear your experiences okay. and maybe get them interested in the book. So let's go. Okay. The floor is yours. Okay, we'll start with Bang Lassie. I mean, what, for, for people who haven't seen the, the first podcast, um, I self-administered 157 different drugs and wrote uh, about the safety and created safety data for each each of the drugs so that people hopefully won't make mistakes and, and won't end up killing themselves if they're intent on taking the drug. Um, and where it was possible and appropriate, uh, I would travel to the original authentic source of the drug. Uh, this is where I went to my own. Peru to do ayahuasca and, and so on and so forth. Um, one of those uh, adventures, travel, traveling uh, uh, episodes was uh, was recently was to uh, India to a place called Varanasi, uh, and it's a you know, was for uh, what you might think everybody's done and the drug it's cannabis, but in this particular part of the world. They don't. Uh, they generally use for spiritual reasons, and they 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 use edibles. Only not just edibles. They use this this uh, uh, preparation known as bang, B H A N G. Okay. Um, and it's part of the ancient Hindu tradition. And what they produce is it's a sort of a yogurty type milky drink can be different flavours and they, they, they infuse cannabis into that um, then they drink it out of the bowl and then they do this meditative uh, spiritual thing to 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 basically as part of their really religion their philosophical slash religious practice um, so I had plenty of uh, experience with cannabis, obviously, and I've had used uh, edibles quite a lot over over many years. So, you know, I, I wasn't it wasn't really a sort of priority because I was just doing cannabis, um, and and I've done enough of it not to be that that sort of excited about it. Uh, but I thought, well, I've, I really should do this. Uh, so I uh, I planned enough. I went to Varanasi. Uh, now it's legal okay. in this part of India uh, in cannabis, uh, so there wasn't really any problem. And, and, and research that there are, uh, uh, well, I knew because I've been to India for for the uh, uh, adventures. Uh, that uh, there's a drink called lassi, uh, which is doesn't have cannabis in it. So what the that has cannabis is called Banglasi or Special Lassi. Okay. Uh, so I researched Special Lassi in, in, in Varanasi and, and, and it's sold all over the place, but the, there's, uh, there's three particular uh, Lassi shops, which is what we call, that, that uh, were prominently uh, cited. The blue Lassi shops and the Lassi shop that I can't remember the name, and the, the green Lassi shop. 
So off I went to Varanasi and I'll go to any one of those. It doesn't matter to me. I've worked out where they were on the map. Um, and Varanasi as a place was spectacular. I mean, it, if you've not been to India, India is, is, is alive with sound and colour and smells. Uh, and it's an extraordinary experience. And it's a great place to go for a break because your senses come alive. Okay. It's a bit like a, tr a trip <laughs> in that, you know, the felt presence of immediate, immediate experience, yeah. the power of now, yeah. um, all these ph philosophical endpoints. Uh, are made easier if you're in a, suddenly, suddenly plopped into a completely strange culture. You know, you're aware of your senses. Yes, yes. And it's, it, and, and it's like that because it's, it's sort of, uh, the sort of culture itself is, is, is just completely different. Uh, and it's like a bit like a time warp in, in, in many respects. So, um, and my dad decided to take the, the bang, the bang lossy. I went to the, uh, to the started off on the gats, and, and the gats are what it's mainly famous for, for for tourists, which is on the Ganges, on the river, there's sort of steps leading down, and these go for miles and miles. Um, so I walked along them for a couple of hours, and then I sort of cut back in where I felt that the green lossy shop would approximately be. Um, and lo and behold, I found it very easily. Okay. I asked a, a young guy who looked like a hippie, actually, um, and he, he said, oh, I went to the Blue Lossy shop, but he got his Google thing out of his yeah, phone. He's yeah. 100 metres down there, and he was. Yeah. So, so I got to this shop, and, and um, there was a, a chap behind the, the sort of counter, and he was facing the road, but tucked away, and he was sort of busy around and crazy. Um, and I said, can I have a, a, a Bang Lassie light? Because, because I was in the middle of an Indian city, I really didn't want to be completely out of yeah, me, yeah, yeah. Out of me tree. Yeah. Uh, so I so sort of looked at me and said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I prepared it, prepared it, and I saw a dollop of, a lump of cream on the top of it, and this, this sort of green fluid went in, which was the cannabis. Um, and he I handed it over, and I handed him over the cost, which was $2.00. Uh, of uh, US dollars, uh, £1.50. And uh, he said, can you face the counter and drink in it? And so I sat down on this little bench and sipped away. And it was, tasted quite nice, actually. It tasted like eating yogurt. Didn't taste cannabis like, which surprised me. Um, so what, what I then did is when I finished it up, I went walking through the town, like a sort of regular tourist, really. But it, it was a nice... I could feel it sort of starting to take effect. Uh, and it was like a sort of light cannabis buzz and, and mellowing, uh, sort of, as, as is fairly normal and typical of, a, of, um, of an edible. Um, but after about an hour, um, I started having every passing thought seemed to have a sinister edge to it. You had what? A sinister edge. Oh. I suddenly sort of then I started realizing that ah I recognize this this is a sort of anxiety and paranoia yeah. that certain strains can can induce yeah, yeah. and of course you know this is the sort of safety part of it that you know um, people do have 
bad experiences on cannabis. Yeah, yeah. And usually it's it's there's this balance, as you're well aware, that between CBD and THC, and obviously there's lots of other active molecules, but primarily those two. And, and the mix between them will determine the type of experience that you have. And the, 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 the short answer is, well, if, if that strain gives you a, a, an anxiety and a not very good experience, do this, reduce the THC and increase the CBD. Obviously, there's none of that available. You do, it's yeah. take, take it yeah. as it is. Yeah. So I, I had this, um, this bang lasset and I realised that, Oh, <laughs> everybody's everybody's out to get me. So I'm looking they're, around at people. They're coming. He's looking at me. Yeah, yeah. So what, what I decided to do was I thought, okay, I know what I'll do. So I'll go back down to the gas. It's a bit quieter, the river, and 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 uh, hopefully I'll I'll just be able to chill out and relax, and, and this will go away. So I go down, find my way down to the down to the gas, and of course. Um, when I immediately arrive at the Ghats, there's a Hindu burial ceremony in, uh, oh. um, underway. And what they do is they uh, they cover the deceased with wood um, and they burn them. And then we float them off on the, <laughs> on the oh. Ganges. So I thought, oh, well, this is an amazing, fantastic experience. Yeah. So yeah. I sort of edged around conspicuous be part of it. So where it's a, a safe distance to sit down and, and watch this uh, spectacular uh, event take place. And I could see bodies lining up and so there's not just one and yeah. all that. I sat down and very, very quickly uh, it started, started sort of glued to this thinking, wow, yeah. okay, so that's what they do. And they right. sort of quickly sort of from from being pretty groovy thing, it started to turn uh, turn turn bad and, and full on gruesome. I started thinking about, oh my god, the burning the burning they're bodies. Burning, they're burning bodies. Oh, you see a dead body there. Uh, oh, and, and there's blood, and, and 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 it was you know. So I started to. <laughs> the longer I sat there, the worse this ride became. Uh, so I think the cannabis, it was an unfortunate strain. Uh, I was getting slightly paranoid walking down the street, so I was sitting up. I'm in the middle of the bodies being burned. <laughs> so it gets worse. So, and yeah, it, no kidding. So, so the point of this is don't do as I do, folks. So the bodies are being burned. I mean, I've got to get out of here. I can't turn this anymore. So... So then I do a runner up back to the town, and, and I'm thinking, I, I need to get back to the hotel. And yeah. it's, it's 40 minutes away. Yeah. In, and, and the only tenable form of transport is a tuk tuk. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is a little rickshaw type thing in, yeah. in the back. And, and I saw these people offering me ride. This, this guy comes up to me, he looks about 12. So. I said, no, no, I'm okay, thank you. So I'm thinking, I must find a mature tuk-tuk driver. So I looked one that looked sensible and I need to get in the tuk-tuk. And then I realised it's uh, the horror movie part two. I'm in the middle of an Indian road on a a tuk-tuk and these places are wild. There's vehicles coming at you from every direction. You're bouncing around on on potholes. And I'm on this thing for 40 minutes thinking I'm going to die. So, so holding on with with white knuckles, um, for, for all, all all the time thinking, looking for for something that will tell me I'm nearly back at base. Yeah, yeah. And of course, 
it was an absolute eternity before that that happened in my mind um and uh i, I, I eventually though I, I got back i mean it, it was torturous and it was torturous because of the fear but also because my mouth was dry yeah you know one of the effects of edibles can yeah. be to to make it you know you need water you need and i was in the back of a tuk-tuk in the heat for 40 minutes not being able to do anything about it i couldn't really talk yeah it wasn't just the language because they, they merely spoke a bit of english at least yeah it was the fact i couldn't talk <laughs> was so you dry. Dry, dry you're anxious and you're... I, I was so panicking really well what what words can I say excuse me i'm completely stoned and it was a, it was not a bit good strain for me and apparently you know, i'll just hang on eventually i got back and i managed to lie down in in the room and and and, and calm down a bit and watch a bit of Indian television yeah. and go to sleep and get up and, and, and obviously it was perfectly okay after yeah. that, a few hours the lesson is i mean i think there are there are there were there were three three or four lessons for me one is okay. complacency you know one of the things i actually talk about in the in that frequently is complacency with safety okay you know, it's so easy to sort of be so excited or looking forward to what you're doing, or you don't, you just forget to be rigorous. And, and there's a pure example of me complacent, thinking, "Oh, this will be," you know. So I wasn't prepared for, you know, an intensive trip at all, um, an intensive journey at all. I was sort of expecting, "Oh, it's only kindness." Yeah, yeah. And, and of course, it was. It, second thing was the doors. And as for Banglassy Light, uh, this year as hell wasn't Banglassy Light. So obviously there was a communication error between me and the guy who was selling it. Uh, and he clearly didn't quite get what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he might have thought he meant Banglassy strong or make me light. Yeah, yeah, like, make me light. Or, or, yeah, yeah. Make, <laughs> me, send me, crazy. make me see the light. Yeah. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. So, so the doors don't, you know, complacency because you know, be sure you know what you're taking, and, and if you if you're in somewhere, uh, you know that you're not familiar with, be aware of that. Have a, a safe haven close by. Yeah, yeah. And looking back on the mistakes I made here, yeah. you know, forty minutes from a from 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 the hotel bedroom in the middle of India and, and completely off, yeah. off, off the head. You know, it wasn't really great planning, not, was it? It's not, <laughs> so, yeah. you know, there, there's another one. Um, make sure you're, you're, you're actually close to a safe haven. And it has with psychedelics, by the way, and, and a lot of other drugs. But in this particular case, that would have made a life a lot easier if you yeah. could have just popped five minutes back and recovered and would have been endured yeah. uh, to endure a 40-minute ride from hell. Yeah. Um, and, and, and just and I think, you know, don't take things for granted. But but you know, I think the main lesson was was the complacency, and you know, don't take the cannabis as though or any drug that you're familiar with. You, you, you know, just don't yeah. don't take don't underestimate it. Yeah, I completely did that, and I made a series of bad decisions there. Yeah, yeah, which I shouldn't, I shouldn't have done, and and they were all. Really back down to the fact that I've got to be cannabis. Yeah, 
yeah. Know, what could possibly go wrong? Yeah. And, and it's funny that, well, you know, it was funny when I look back at the yeah. sort of events, how, how, how blundered from one disaster to another and yeah. it just got worse and worse. Yeah. But it wasn't funny at the time. No, it's... it's you know, it was... It was quite traumatic. And again, even though I've had so many drugs, it was still traumatic. And and even though I knew what was going on and that, that you know, they're not really out to get me and, and you know, this is the drug. Even though I knew that, it was still very, very uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh so, you know, complacency, 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 just don't don't uh, don't do it. I mean, would I do it again? Yes, yeah, absolutely. I would do it again. Sure. Do it correctly. I mean, this thing is, is you know, the bottom line, it's, it's actually uh, a spiritual journey and ancient tradition. That's what the whole thing's set up for. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's, not, it's not there to pique the curiosity of an aging European psychonaut. You know, that's not what it's there for. So I was abusing it to some degree. <laughs> uh, uh, and, and which, fair enough, so maybe I deserved it. Yeah. There are, uh, but uh, you know, if you're gonna bring Lassie or if you're gonna have any drug, but yeah. you know, even cannabis, uh, in, in a strange place and under strange circumstances, just just plan it a bit better than I did, yeah, and it's... make sure you have somewhere to go and make sure that you communicate it properly and you're, you're sure of the dose and, and, and that you're actually, you know, you know where you're going to go if things go wrong. You know, yeah. I sort of thought through. If this goes badly, what am I going to do? No, I know what I'll do. I'll go and watch some bodies being burned. No, then <laughs> then I can go. And I can get. I can get on the back of this this tuk tuk in this on this crazy ride that's that's so busy. It's just un, 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 undescribable, really. So yeah. that was that was bang last year. Yeah, I, I feel like anybody else having that because it's it's probably uh, it would be it could be a great experience. Yeah, but unfortunately, I haven't I'm up to that one. Up. It's those are all things that I feel like. I feel like those experiences would all be anxiety-inducing, without with, without the Bangladeshi. I feel like just watching bodies being burned, being on like a a, a crazy road in it, India, it and not being be. able I mean, to speak. I mean, I'm used to India, and, and okay, and the first, a lot of people go to India and they get sort of they're lost when they first go into. Uh, a major city. I mean, Varanasi is more Indian than, than, than virtually any other city in India. Okay. It's more historical, it's more sort of compressed, and you know, it's, it's, it's a great yeah. place to visit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people go to India and it's just so, too different for them. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just so culturally different to what they used to that they, they, they struggle and they, they get scared and yeah. they're fried they took, I mean the tuk tuk drivers are generally really good drivers yeah yeah. you know you'd have to be pretty good to be able to survive more than five minutes yeah over there. Um, and, and because I've you know I've been a few times and I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it uh, and I'm okay with tuk tuk ride just because I'm, I'm sort of you know, Tuning to to where I am, uh, but the cannabis changed all that. It's yeah, made it all more threatening than it actually actually was. So, you know, it's it's, it's if you if you're not familiar with that with, with India and you go there, then then you know it's it's probably going to be a big enough culture shock. In to, you know, without doing something like Bangladeshi. So uh, I probably would recommend that you know don't go to India for your first time to do. 
to do my glasses. Yeah. What? Because you're gonna you're gonna have so much going on in your head and around you, and and that uh, uh, it's you know it, it it might be you might struggle to you might love it. I mean, so many people do. It's, yeah. it's a great place to go. Yeah. Uh, but uh, some people are like, oh no, <laughs> it's good. Yeah. They're all asking me questions. Yeah. It's... So, but uh, so yeah, that can happen, but. Um, I think it's a fantastic uh, country to visit, and, and uh, but uh, you know, like anything, if you if if you if you take the wrong drug in the wrong place, you can have it's a terrible, you, yeah, you have a turgid time, and that, I certainly did. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully, you know, there's there's a few uh, suggestions on how not to do it yeah. incorrectly, yeah. and how not to embark on a yeah. on a bad a bad trip. Yeah, it's kind of what like. I think Terrence might have been Terrence McKenna. It might have just, I don't know who, maybe it wasn't, but it was talking about like, it was, yeah, it wasn't even talking about psychedelics. It was just talking about edibles. And it was like, you know, don't let your ego get ahead of you. Don't, you know, I've taken edibles a hundred times. I'll be fine. Because the, yeah. sec- the, the second you get a little bit of pride, a little bit of a, you know, yeah. confidence, the drug will wipe that smile right off your face. <laughs> it'll, that's, it, that's, I mean, it's just so true. I mean, it'll beat you. That's right exactly what it did. Yeah, it'll yeah. On cannabis. You know, I thought there was there's nothing that cannabis can do to me that yeah. I've not experienced with it already. Yeah, and uh, and I, I was sort of right but wrong. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> it was. It just you know, it was a series of. Of events which just shouldn't have happened the way they did. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I was just so, so, I felt pretty good the next day, but oh, I got, got through that. Yeah. That's not going to happen again. Got, got through another one. Um, and the next and next one is is crystal meth. The next one is methamphetamine. Okay. Give me one. Let, let me. I'll be back in thirty seconds. Let me. Let me. Uh, okay. Use the bathroom if you can't tell. I always kind of go to the. No bathroom. problem. I'll talk. I'll talk randomly. All right. Okay, yeah, I'm Dominic Miltrot, and uh, hopefully what I've put in the book will help you, if you take drugs, not make the sort of mistakes that I describe in the book, uh, and uh, and hopefully be safer. No drug is uh, drug-free. It's, 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 it's risk-free, but, you know, the book is intended to mitigate some of the risks that you're exposing yourself to. Um, and it's on Amazon. <laughs> I'm struggling now what to, um, what to say to you. But um, I'll show you the book again. There it is. 514 pages. I've organised it. As I think I said this in the last podcast. Uh, into chemicals and botanicals. By and large, with the first section being chemicals like powders and, and, and so on, uh, and the second part being the botanicals, which are the plants and the seeds and the roots, uh, a lot of which I had to do travelling for. Um, so I tried to make it interesting as well as informative with little anecdotes um, similar to the one I've just given on Bangladeshi. Okay, you're back. Yeah, yeah, I am. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, methamphetamine. This is clearly one of the most infamous drugs that uh, in society is 
crystal meth it's got various other names ice mm-hmm. pristine so on and so forth um and i had this well into the uh writing of the book i'd had a lot of drugs beforehand and the reason i'd scheduled it late on was was partly fear partly because of oh my God, you know crystal meth yeah uh, but partly because uh i'd left the illegal drugs later on why was that because i knew i'd have to travel and, okay. and it would be more difficult to get hold of them and and and, and, and so on and so forth uh so methamphetamine it, it i i obtained i think it was a hundred milligrams and uh i'll show you a picture of it okay. uh so that you can there you go so black and white picture unfortunately uh it's sort of there it's in that, that sort of okay and as you can see you can see why it's called ice and sometimes called glass it's yeah it's uh it's crystal and it's transparent um and what you do is you scrape it and make it into a sort of fine powder okay and then you snort it like cocaine um and uh what did i have a hundred um i think it was a hundred milligrams um yeah 92 milligrams actually in the end about 100 milligrams i weighed it and you've got a list in the book of of uh things you must do the ten commandments of, of safer drug use one is obviously weighing so I weighed it and turned out that uh, I'd been shortchanged and had 92 milligrams of, of crystal meth in my little my little tray yeah um, and uh, I'd had amphetamine which is similar earlier so I probably knew what what it was going to be like and I'd had a lot of other analog stimulants uh, so I started off by sort of preparing lines of 10 milligrams each um, and uh, just a bit of more background I mean, it's not a new drug it was used it's been used for quite a number of years and uh, like amphetamine it was actually used in the war the second world war yeah nazi germany it was yeah they used it on the 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 pile i think it was kamikaze pilots in japan and, and yeah they'd use it to keep them awake and to give them make them fearless uh, and to fight yeah, more effectively yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so so you know there's a, it's got a, quite a history to it before it became a, a sort of infamous street drug um so i started i started to to, to snow up this and, and uh, the early lines 20 milligrams 30 milligrams I, I started to experience sort of heady sort of stimulation I wouldn't say that I was particularly high and uh, that I was had any euphoria I was, but I was certainly oh well, I, can, I can feel something in my head and I'm not okay. tired and, okay. and so that's, prob- that's probably uh, therapeutic sort of levels uh, that I was going through and, and sort of wait 10 minutes and then I'd have another 10 milligrams. Uh, and it's a fairly typical way of proceeding, I believe. Um, I think I got to about 40 or 50 when I suddenly realised that uh, I was having uh, a wonderful time. 
I was I was starting to all the anxieties had gone and, and yeah. uh, the euphoria was starting to sort of okay. edge into play. Um, and I was focused and interested in what I was doing. And and uh, well, wow, you know, this is this is quite good. So I went at another 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 ten, and then somewhere around that, I sort of thought, wow, you know, this is amazing. Yeah, uh, I, I'm sort of, you know, not a care in the world. I'm sort of energized. Yeah, uh, I'm hot, really hot. Okay. Because obviously, <laughs> obviously, it affects your metabolic rate, and your heart's pumping, and, and yeah. you've got higher blood pressure, and yeah. and. and and, but you know, you, these are the sort of things that I should be concerned about. But, but under the influence, you, you sort of yeah. not at all. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, if I sort of sat here rationally, and I sort of realised, you know, oh my God, the blood pressure's sky high, and, and yeah. you know, I've got something wrong. What if I die? And, yeah. And, and none of this stuff goes through your head. Okay. You know, it's just everything's you know fantastic, and 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 um, and then I do some sort of standard tests. Sort of look at me, and I, you know, my God, my eyebrows are dilated. Um, check me thing, and well, so what? You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, and then I check for uh, libido and and, and se- sexual impulse. Yeah. And I'm going to come on to this in a minute because yeah. it's, it's it's associated with. Methamphetamine, yeah, it is largely, but other drugs. Now I'll, I'll do a sort of segment on on, on chemsex drugs in a okay. second. But you know, so I check that, thinking, oh yeah, what? yeah, right, okay, yeah, yeah, that that would be wonderful. Yeah, um, and and this continues, and 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 one of the things I sort of realised when I was got to seventy and eighty milligrams, and, and thinking, you know, I wouldn't stop. You know, if I had two hundred milligrams there, oh. You know, I'm, I'm sort of well aware at that point. Yeah. Just give me more. Yeah. <laughs> keep, keep it coming. Oh. Another round. <laughs> <laughs> keep it coming. Um, so, and I got to 92 and I'd, I'd had it. And, and it was about three, four hours. And, and, and it just went on a number of other hours. It went on seven, eight, nine hours. And, yeah. And, and all the way through it, it was, it was, it was uh, a really, really, uh, enjoyable experience. It was euphoric. I was energy. I was, I was really focused on what I was doing, yeah. and, and couldn't information stuff couldn't come fast enough for me. Yeah, and and I was com- completely, you know, uh, zombified almost. But I felt that I could hide it. Okay. If you know, if if in certain certain drug classes. You know, you sort of feel that God. If a person comes in, I'm completely screwed because yeah. they yeah. get it up. Yeah. Now, but whether I could or not is another matter. But I felt that I felt like I'm you perfectly okay. I can hide this, um, and, I, and there's no, the only way to do it was to go out and make a complete fool of myself, which I didn't. Uh, instead, in the place I was. Were you? Uh, sorry. Were you now? Did you have any? temptation to to find more i knew i couldn't okay okay i mean one of the, one of the one of the steps i took was was by a hundred because you know i think that i'll be fine on that and from my research if i spread it out uh as a max i'll i'll, I'll target 50 i'll try i'll try and go for 50 
uh, and I'll have you know I made sure I definitely can't go above hundred. Uh, and, and you know, I made sure I didn't have any contact. You know, I don't know any dealers. I mean, I'm not yeah. that sort of. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not a sort of drug user in the sort of habitual sense. Yeah. So, and I was I was away from here, so I certainly didn't have, you know, any. I can go out and get me anyone on the internet, and just no access. Okay. Okay. You know, so I, I knew that whatever happens, you know, like I've got this backdrop fifty. Uh, even if I have that, then I can't get any more. So that, that was the sort of plan. Okay. Uh, and it was a good plan because uh, I would have carried on. Yeah. You know, I yeah. would have carried on. Uh, in, I don't know how long I would have carried on. <laughs> I certainly would have continued to, to snort this stuff because, you know, logic went out of the window. Sure. Uh, and... and one, one of the, you know, and I learned things from that. I learned that the theory that, you know, was that I had, had in play to about, you know, doing, put it out of reach and, and this stuff is supposed to be a compulsive redosing uh, substance. You know, that's, that's not theory, it's fact. Uh, so I, I learned a lot, but I, but I also learned on a higher level that I was sort of thinking about, well, there's something I need to put at the front of the book about stimulants, but most classes of drugs, not psychedelics, but, but most of the classes of drugs. And I've, I ended up calling it what goes up must come down. Mm-hmm. And what what I meant by that was clearly you go up and you come down. It's not, it's not like then. What, what I meant by that is you have lots of classes of drugs. Take alcohol as an example. Uh, when you consume alcohol, you're consuming it for this bit of the elevation, the sort of euph- quasi-euphoria where you're going up mm-hmm. and you reach a peak. Unfortunately, then it, you get a bit sedated with the alcohol and then tired and then you're not feeling so great and the next morning... And, and now, by now, you're below, you're, you're below baseline, so, yeah. you're sort of, so you're going down and then maybe in the morning you start to come back up and you eventually get back towards... Baseline, and you know, again, that's your typical. That sort of curve applies to, you know, most drugs outside the psychedelic arena. And I sort of did a a sort of little example in the book to try and illustrate and explain this that that these drugs, they they have, they're the same in terms that you go up, you come down, you go under par, you come back to normality. But that shape is different drug by drug. I'll just sort of explain the the uh, alcohol curve, but the uh, crystal meth curve is a is a sort of hope goes up another many many times higher than alcohol. Eventually yeah. <laughs> you come down, yeah, and you go well under because the next morning after I'd had this experience, I was okay. like, oh god, you know, I'm dreaded. I'm like a car without any oil in it, trying yeah. to run. Really, my brain sort of like this organ that I'm, I'm aware of this organ in my head, and it's not really where it's not mechanically, it's rusty. It's, okay. it's, 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 it's uh, and, and I've got no energy, and I've got, you know, so I was like that. And normally, I'd expect them you know, sort of you get this on, on other drugs, cocaine and DMA. You come back up reasonably short period and back to normal. Well, with with uh, with methamphetamine, you 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 endure this short term 
rottiness, this 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 sort of lack of of any energy, you know. But the come the, the actual period it takes to come back up to the uh, to the baseline to I'm normal again. This is what I'm like. Uh, is longer. Really? Yeah, it's longer than these other drugs. And the other part of it is, for, if, depending on what you've done, it can sometimes take, and how much you've had and how often, it can take years to get back. You know, I'm not saying you're necessarily, you know, suicidal all the time, but to actually get back to where you you're, were before. Yeah, you're right below. Yeah, you sort of get, can get close to it or you can dip it around, you know. It can take a long, long time. And this is why people, you know, say that it sucks the it, it sucks the life out of you. It sucks the, you know, yeah, the joys of life from you. Yeah. Or uh, Because that is what it does do. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, for me, had it, on that one occasion, you know, I was, you know, I've still not sort of, I'm back to normal, but in certain situations, I sort of remember the uh, the high and the experience of of crystal meth. Um, and it's always a, you know, my God, that was wonderful. Yeah. Now, that's not, that's not good. No. no. Uh, that, that, that's still, you know, still, there. Still because there. It's, it's, if I wasn't, you know, Depending on who I was and what, what situation I was in, in in life, that temptation was always it's always going to be there. Yeah, because I know there's uh, you get hold of this and you've got this extreme joy. Yeah, but you know because I'm I'm all, perhaps older and wiser, you know I can look at it more philosophically and think yeah. yes, source this source this shit afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, source this week or two or whatever long it took me to get back. Yeah. And source this potential years to actually, you know, get completely back to normal if I if I made a habit of this stuff. Yeah. So, you know, you can read you can read horror stories all over the internet. I have, and, I have. from addicts and people who've had this stuff and, and they didn't realise that um it had this longer term effect. It wasn't just like um, a, co- a cocaine binge. It, it, it wasn't just like a high on, on something else. It's, it's yeah. sort of more more fundamental in many ways okay. uh, in terms of uh, how it gets hold of you yeah. um, and how how you you you're constantly looking at about now. Yeah. Now this is gonna. This is where I wanted to. To, to run into chemsex. Okay. This is why I put it on the agenda. Okay. Because um, there are important uh, issues here uh, that are uh, specific to methamphetamine, but also to some other drugs. Um, people use meth and and other uh, drugs um, to enhance the sexual experience. Sure. You know, it can be whatever it is you're into, alone or with a partner or whatever you're doing. And and, and, and clearly it does now. Uh, and, and you can read all over the internet, people go on, uh, you know, they have uh, 48 hour sexual encounters. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. Or they, they, they masturbate solidly for, for 36 hours. Yeah. And, and you know, th- these these are real stories, real people. Yeah. And, and, you know, you scratch the surface and, and, and it's uh, surprisingly common. Yeah. 
Now, what they're doing is they're they're actually generating serotonin, dopamine, and they're they're having these this high from from the sex, and they're mixing it with the high from the methamphetamine or other drug, and it's actually taking them to a, to a higher okay. plateau than than is not achievable that that is achievable without the drug. Okay. Right now. So you've had this sexual encounter or series thereof. Uh, it's been absolutely miles, ten times, hundred times better than than you've ever had before. Well, it, it, here's the thing: it's also hundred times better than you, you're ever going to have again. Uh, yeah, yeah. And think about, you know, what that's going to do for your longer term relationships. You know, you go and you, and you, you, you know, you, you're not going to be satisfied yeah. to the same degree yeah. as as you were with this drug yeah. in your system. Yeah. So it's going to have an impact on, on longer term relationships. You're going to want to use it to to get that spark yeah. back. So the, the various things can ensue from that. One is you can want more commit more. Yeah. yeah. You know, but the least thing that's going to happen is that. It's gonna it's gonna have a negative impact on your quality of your life because part of your quality of your life is sex and yeah. that's gonna be be sort of disappointing in a relative sense yeah. for the foreseeable future. I'm not yeah. saying it won't come back eventually. Well, this is this is this is not yeah. you know myth. This is not exaggeration. This is how it is, folks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, do you think? Now, so do you now? Do you think it could be used? Do you think it could be used for couples to rekindle their sex life? I mean, it wouldn't be. It's, well, it'd be older, yeah. older couples. Well, of course it could. Yeah, no doubt at all. They'd have a wild time. Yeah, yeah. You know. But then again, that's the only way they could have the wild time. Yeah. And they end up having being uh, meth addicts. Yeah, yeah. But it's like you know, when you're young, you're my age, twenty nine. You know, that's not really a problem. You can switch it up. You know, I was, you know, let's say you're an older couple and I don't think it'd necessarily be like, let's bring back our sex life so much as it might be like you could acknowledge beforehand, like this is, this is, this is going to be like a one-time thing. Like, you know, they could, they could enjoy that experience one more time, you know, yeah. maybe their I don't know, maybe their love life hasn't, hasn't been the way, you know, for 10 years or something. It, yeah, the risk is, Hey, you might become meth addicts, but I was thinking like, you know, it'd be you know, you could sort of be, yeah, be yeah. young I mean, one more it, time. It, it would, it would definitely help to yeah. do that on, for the one occasion. Yeah, it'd be one more time. Well, you could go back in time. It, you could have, yeah, you could have, well, let's do it one more time. I mean, but there's all sorts of risks with it. Like heart, you know, heart attacks. That, you know, <laughs> yeah. This is, you know, it is a real problem because, you know, if once you start stacking up these sort of you know you know, sex with with a drug you know it's it's really sort of you're in an area where you're gonna want to do it again yeah. far more if the, than if you don't you're, i mean yeah. for me it's bad enough just having it and i'm something well if i'd had it in that sort of uh situation you know it, it would be even even worse even yeah. more difficult to sort of come to terms with yeah. the recovery and put it out of my mind, which is, you know, what what, uh, what I eventually did. Uh, on Camtex, I'm going to mention some of the drugs that, that are used for this because a lot of people 
are interested. I mean, one of the things people have, have said is, is, oh, you'd be very bold about about, about sex, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> Not really. I've, I've, just, I've just stated, you know, which drugs, what the drugs do. Yeah. You know, it's 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 it's, a, it's it, you know you need information and yeah, it's, it's, it's not it's you know, not it's, it's just informative. So stimulants are the first class, and, and, and what I, I wrote an article on this for um, this is in the book as well for t- uh, release, and, which is a drug charity. Uh, so st- certain stimulants produce the most primal, prolonged, and intensive orgasmic pleasure, which is what I've basically just described. Uh, cannabinoids, cannabis. Uh, help help you to get lost in the moment and flow with it. Mm-hmm. People use cannabis as a sex drug. At low doses, psychedelics can take you to a different place and enhance physical sensitivity. Particularly, the two C two CB was originally sold as under the name Eros and Nexus as a sex okay. sex aid. Okay, uh, and they sort of sort of take your head and, and you know I don't want to say it in a different place, but they make your skin tingle. Okay, uh, and there's that physical sort of feel about them, and that's the fourth one is empathogens like MDMA, which is very much like that, uh, and increases empathy, which you can see the the relationship with yeah. with it. So I, I put those as the four main chemsex uh, drug classes, and all those people talk about GHB. Uh, and even alcohol, but then, then believe me, they're not. The relaxants, yeah, they're they not. Don't, they're not. They don't. They don't enhance. Yeah, you know, if if you've had the it makes, it, makes it worse. You know that GHB yeah, it doesn't doesn't work. Isn't 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 that at all? No, it's a relaxant, and it can help you, you know, mood and stuff. I guess, um, but that's that's all. And um, onto the onto the risks and you know I'm going to tell you what the sex drugs are you need to know what the risks are and uh, what the problems are and what not to do um, the way I've described it I think this is from one of the book a high watermark can be reached which is not attainable without the drug this is a poison chalice chalice and cause a number of subsequent problems making normal sexual activity relatively unfulfilling with obvious and very real implications for relationships. Don't trivialise or dismiss this aspect. It is not as uncommon as you might think. That's the one I just spent a few minutes describing. Often related to this is an ongoing craving for the sexual payload of the drug in question. Added to its existing hooks, this potent additional inducement can accelerate the path to addiction. Be constantly aware of this and take full account of it. You know, well, do you need, you know, some of these drugs are addictive, crystal meth addictive. Do you really need extra, extra inducements to take? The, the yeah. answer is you don't. Yeah. And, and, you know, and if you're anyway prone to addiction, and I guess everybody is to some degree, yeah. you know, if you know that this is a risk. Yeah. It's, this... you know, it's a, you know, what you're doing is, is not just, I'm just doing a drug on a different thing. It's, it's a, you're doing something and, and using it for a purpose that's going to make addiction more likely. Yeah, because it's yeah. going to make it more attractive. Yeah, um, and here's the important one, which I'm glad I put the same. <laughs> important to bear in mind that under the influence, judgment is often impaired, mm-hmm. and that events can develop quickly and potentially without due deliberation. 
Uh, it is probably not the best idea for a single party to heavily engage whilst the other doesn't. Equally, parameters and boundaries should be agreed beforehand. Okay, so you, you, you typically have, you have a couple who have um, a drug, one of these sex enhancing drugs. Well, whilst under the influence, you, you're going to, you know, do whatever you want to do. Yeah. And it might, might not be what you wanted to do when you were sober. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. understand that, you know, any boundaries that you have, you know, they need to be agreed. Because if you go with the flow, you'll just follow the flow to, to for, for sexual gratification wherever that may take you. Yeah, yeah. You know, because you're going to lose a lot, lot of, lot of control. Yeah. So, uh, agree the boundaries and parameters before you actually use a drug for in in this arena. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And, and finally, and this is again, it's, it sounds trivial, but it's it's not really. Finally, the compound stress of both sex, of both sex and drugs, uh, on the body should be carefully contemplated, particularly by those pre pre uh, disposed to uh, medical conditions. So, when you engage in sexual activity, you put your body under strain, you know, your heart's going to your heart going to increase. Total yeah. fine. It's what people do. Normal. Yeah. When you have a drug, the same thing's likely to occur. When you have them together, you're putting extra stress on because you're combining those two, yeah. um, those two, those two uh, routes to the same. You know, to higher heart rate, high blood pressure, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. So just be aware of that. And if you are sort of dodgy in any way, shape, or form, maybe it's something that you you, you, you wouldn't do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's 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 what you said earlier um, to touch on it. You said, you know, there's no need to add another addictive layer to an already addictive compound. The, the draw, though, is is like, yeah, it's for for someone that wants to experience that that uppermost level of of intoxication, and it's yeah, it's. You know, someone like me, like, I'm very curious about that. But for that reason, I mean, I've gotten drunk, I've smoked weed, I've done psychedelics on four occasions in my life. I've never touched, I've never touched cocaine or amphetamine because, not because I, you know, look at it like that. I look at, and I know myself, and I look at it, and I just, I, I don't think I'd be, I don't think I would let myself come back down. Or I think I would... You know, rationally, I could say, oh, you do it once and then don't do it again. I know myself and I know that my rationality would go out the window. And hey, more power. You know, I have some friends that, yeah, you know, in college they tried it. Yeah, tonight we're going to try cocaine. Some did it. Some maybe did it more afterwards. Others did it. And they said, yeah, that was cool. It wasn't for me. I stayed mm-hmm. away. From, I stayed away from it because I, I, I know myself. Um I, I don't think I could do it I and I don't want to it, or I take that back I do want to and because of that I'm not going to <laughs> you know I'll, I'll wait I'll wait until I'm older and I've lived a long life and I've you know financially secure and I'm like you know what shit, if shit happens shit happens but I'm 29 mm-hmm. right now and I'm like I, to me it's and it's knowing what can happen. You you know, you, you, you take a decision based on risk for you. That's yeah. how it should be. Yeah. It's... Uh, and, and what this, you know, the, the reason for the book, the reason for the chemsex thing is, you know, a lot. It's no good hiding the fact that 
that there are drugs there that enhance the sexual experience because people know it. Yeah. Uh, it's how, you know, forget it, lads, don't, don't try and hide it anymore. It's known. Yeah. Um, you know, what's not known so much is, is, you know, obviously the details of the particular drugs and the nuances between what they actually do, which I've, I've covered, but what's not known is the implications of doing that. You know, what can go wrong and what you should plan for. Yeah. You know, be aware that it's going to affect your relationships yeah. uh, in the longer term. Be aware um, that it's likely to increase the probability that you'll be addicted, get addicted to the drug. Yeah. Yeah. Because you want to combine it again. Yeah. You want, and, and that's that. That's that could well. be aware that your judgment's going to be impaired in. The sexual circumstance, yeah. because you're just going to be completely focused on gratification. Yeah. That is what's going to happen with with, with methamphetamine. That's yeah. what's going to happen, and and be aware of the stresses on your body. You know, these are things that that people don't talk much about openly about sex in in a lot of places. They don't talk openly about drugs, so they're even you know there's even uh, less information about chem sex on the risks of and how to mitigate those than there is for for for, for other uses of drugs for normal drug use uh, or for, for 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 sexual issues you know sort of two separate sort of gray areas that society yeah. sort of needs us probably wants with. to talk about yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and if you have a bit of both together yeah. you know that's definitely going to fall through the yeah. through the gaps and not be discussed and not yeah. not people are not going to be alerted to the risks and yeah. the the issues yeah. and, and the routes to, to avoid a catastrophe yeah uh, which is exactly why i wrote about it yeah it's it's a very yeah it's not just it's not just like oh i did these drugs and i had sex on it let me tell you it's like no it's a whole other dimension of you could just it's, say it's, sex it's, is another it, drug. It comes with its, with its own additional uh, issues. Yeah. In terms of risk. Yeah. And in terms yeah. of uh, risk mitigation. Yeah. That that are separate to just drug issues and, and risk mitigation. Yeah. There's a separate, an additional set yeah. that apply to the use of drugs in that situation. Yeah. It's. Uh, and and that's you know, that's why I wanted to cover chem sex when I did methamphetamine because meth is the the headline is, and yes, star, if you like, yes. of, of the of the uh, chemsex world. Yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, it just has possibly the most addictive and Moorish and compulsive redosing drug that, yeah. that there is, possibly, possibly <laughs> arguable. But I would certainly put it up there. Yeah, um, and uh, unfortunately, you've got two books there, and yeah. can lead to a complete disaster if you're not. Absolutely careful. You don't know what you're doing, so so play safely, kids, and and, uh, and and check it all out before you do any yeah. anything like that. Yeah, like I said, I feel like it's one of those things you'd want to do when you're older, when you're sec, when you don't have years and years of sex in front of you, because you don't want to ruin it. It's like you want. It's yeah. a great. It's a great dessert. You should have it after you have the meal. Because you're gonna always want to. You're probably old. If you're old, you're more likely to be able to deal with the, you know, the the other implications. You're yeah. more philosophical. Yeah. And and you and you're possibly going to be more likely to take some of these these warnings I'm giving it seriously. Yeah. yeah not just whatever. I'm eighteen. Oh, I'll be all right. Looking at me, he's exaggerating more yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you're older, you're going to know that you know. Yeah, this makes sense. Uh, 
you know, that could make it difficult to actually enjoy sex again for quite a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and if that's what you're prepared to sell for, for, for the, you know, the occasion, that's your choice. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, you like if you're old, you're possibly more likely to actually understand that, that that's that's what I'm saying and that's correct. Yeah. And it makes logical sense, really, if you think about it. It yeah. shouldn't be earth-shattering news to anyone. Yeah. It does make sense. Yeah. Um, and uh, But uh, there it is laid out, so yeah. hopefully that helps people avoid uh, a disaster sure. in that area. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, what we got next? Salvia divinorum. You're gonna have to excuse me. Use the bathroom. I've drank so much water. I think I'm. Si- I was okay. sick the last time I talked to you, and I think I'm getting sick again. And I'm kind of. Mm-hmm. I kind of hope I don't have coronavirus and that I'm dying. <laughs> so. Um, I think you'll be all right. I think all I right, I'll, talk, I'll talk again. I'll, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll be back in thirty seconds. Back. Sorry. I've, yeah, I got to okay. go. Okay. So what are we going to talk about now? Uh, I mentioned chemicals section. Two and section three was the botanicals, uh, which are all the plants and seeds and so on, um, and the ones that I, I did most of the travelling for. The last section is is called worldscape, and what, what I tried to do with that was was provide a sort of outside view, and I've got basically tables of relative harms of the different drugs. Uh, I've got legal information in case you run into trouble with the law. Um, I've got uh, if you've got a mandatory blood test from your employer what you can do about that Uh, basically covering safety and welfare in a more general outside type perspective from a general outside perspective and that's in section 4 I've got things like a a drug dictionary in there as well and uh, Drug tourism, uh, because people like to travel to places to take drugs. So I've tried to give some advice on on that. Uh, and if you if you're touring and uh, you're travelling, uh, so on. So that's the final section. And uh, here's Tom back again. <laughs> so like you know, that was a that was the advert. All right, all right. <laughs> the, the adverts are finished. Right, so I'll be Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Have I got a picture of Salvi doing the room? I have somewhere. We go. Yeah. There you go. Salvi and Divino. I can't see it. I just. No, I can see it. Salvi and Okay. Now, it's sort of like a, a smoking material. Yeah. Yeah. And. Salvia divinorum is, a, is actually a plant in Mexico uh, and, and traditionally it's chewed. Okay. It's only recently been discovered relatively. And I think you mentioned Torres McKenna earlier. He does a five minute, one of his most famous clips on YouTube is We interrupt this program for a public service announcement. A brand new psychedelic <laughs> has been discovered, and it does. It, it, you, you can find it easily on YouTube. Okay. So it does this intro to Salvi Divinorum, but it's chewed, and and, and it, it has a mild effect when it's chewed. Okay. Uh, but it's a psychedelic effect, and, 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 and but unfortunately, 
that is not how it's being used in the West. No. Yeah. Uh, the in the West, the Salvadorum D, which is Salvadorum D, which is the active uh, Salvadorum A, sorry, which is the active molecule, the psychedelic molecule, has been isolated and then sprayed back onto plant matter and the small kit. Okay. And Salvadorum A is a very, very, very potent chemical. So you, you start, you know, produce this, this sort of tobacco-like uh, substance. That's not that's not the leaves of uh, Salvi divinorum. Uh, it's it's been constructed in that manner, um, and because it's been sort of created like that, the effects are completely different to the way it's it's actually used in the wild, okay. authentically. Okay. Um, so I'm going to basically explain my experiences. Um, and then I'm going to uh, actually there's another one when I when I bought when I when I actually bought some other drugs that I try and remember to uh, cover that write that down so I don't forget to tell you. Okay, so I I I bought this from a head shop in Manchester, completely legal. Okay, and I believe it's legal in, in, across the United States, but don't quote me on that. I don't think it's legal here anymore. I think it is it not. Well, at least where I lived, where I lived, I remember it's probably it, stay by stay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, you know, somewhere it is it, it, it probably is still. But I've not noticed too many YouTube videos on it coming out recently, so maybe it isn't. But regardless, it, it was legal here when I I had it because I'm a good boy, and um, so I bought this this stuff and it was from a head shop and all these shiny packets were, were on there and it was right at the start one of the first experiences so I thought, oh that shiny packet and so I asked this guy I said, what's what's that like and he thought it was very intense now what he didn't tell me was that it was a psychedelic slash delirium I thought it was a cannabinoid okay because that's what all the others were <clears throat> So you know, this was, this was research, 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 yeah. just not happening. Yeah. This was before yeah. I started the book. Yeah. Uh, so I got this shiny packet, came home with it. Okay. Um, I'll have this. I'll try this. This kind of annoyed. <laughs> so the little bar, I'm going to go outside. Okay. Smoke it. Okay. okay. Step back into the kitchen. Kansas went bye bye, almost immediately. And, um, Oh shit! Instead of this mild sort of, oh, hi man, you know, yeah. cool. Yeah. It was all the edges turned sharp, and and I had this sort of scared feeling, you know. Yeah. And it wasn't just that everything around me was changing that made me scared. There was a genuine impact of the the compound that made me feel sort of terrified almost. Okay. So I sort of thought, for some reason, I thought, get back to my office, get get back here. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sort of trying to, and I end up on my hands and knees, and I get some, so somehow I'll get to this desk here, and I'm sort of trying to get to the thing to try and find some information. Yeah. And, and all these little windows and, and boxes are sort of sharp edge, edges, sharp and colourful, and sort of spinning off into infinity, copies of them behind, like sort of moving and and. and and it was just absolutely terrifying. And I was 
because I, I, I was in a situation where I didn't know that this was a five-minute yeah. ride. Okay. You know, I thought, you know, <laughs> I've really done it this time. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, okay. <laughs> That's where I was. Yeah. I thought, you know, I, I need to get back to normal. Will I, will I ever get back to normal? Yeah, and, and, yeah. Oh, God, you know, I've caused brain damage. And, and the worst possible thing I was thinking, because I just didn't actually know uh, yeah. what the hell was going on, except yeah. everything was colourful. And I could feel me sort of... <laughs> you know, it's, 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 not, it's not a sort of religious type thing. It's sort of, sort, of, sort of me being sucked out of my body. Jesus Christ. And it was like, oh, we're in that direction. That's why people sort of fall over yeah. uh, and, and, and when, when you see videos uh, because it's, you, you have this impression that, some, you know, you're being pulled. You know, your body's not being pulled. It's, it's, you, you were being ripped out. Okay. That's how I felt. Yeah. Up, up sort of out there and I was sort of pleading, almost, you know, begging, no, 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 let me, no, no, I'll never do this again. Please, God. <laughs> Please, God. I promise. <laughs> no, this is exactly what it was like. Jesus and, and, you Christ. Know, it, it takes a brave person to not panic like that. That's terrifying. When you're confronted with that sort of experience. That's terrifying. It was terrifying. It was traumatic, and, and it was it was something that made me, you know. Then I had this sort of period where I, I thought I'd sort of come back. You know, that went on for five minutes or so, um, and then it started dissipating sort of quite quickly. And then there's a sort of relief, and at that point, you know, relief can be a source of happiness. That for a point, I felt. Oh, I appreciate everything, you know. Yeah, I'm not dying. Yeah, that's so, what you, that's you, know, what you maybe felt. That's the sort of what people the relief. You, know? you go to hell and you know, come back and the, enjoy that you're not in hell anymore. Exactly right. That's how. That's exactly how it, how it was was for me, and it, and it was. I'll, I'll never forget the sort of sharpness of the the sort of everything, the colours and vibrancy of it and and the, and the way it sort of and stacks and came back further sometime later when i started doing the book i just sort of feeling that maybe it was because i was taken by surprise what if i did that in, in a mckenna-esque scenario what if i did that knowing what's everything's going to go like that okay get the mindset correctly just lie on the bed yeah find, uh, find a safe place safe place um uh, so I thought, I, I thought well it's terrifying that was i, I really ought to do that because i can't write about zombie divinorum in the book you know if it's if this this, this horror ride has been induced by by my ignorance rather than the drug itself. So I decided to do it again. Um, and, uh, and in those conditions, I went upstairs, nobody in, safe place, had to talk on the, on the bomb, put it down quickly, lay on the bed, and then exactly the same thing happened. <laughs> 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 the same so I'm out the door 
terrified. What do I do? What do I do? Jesus. And I looked up, there's a third floor to this place. And, and I looked up, and the stairs were sort of spinning off in sort of segments. And, and, and I had this feeling that, you know, oh, God, I'm, I, I know I'm going to come back, but what if I come back in the, in, a, in the wrong universe, in the multiverse? Okay. So, so because you... I had this inclination that each segment of it sort of arrowing out backwards was was a different multiverse yeah uh, i'm sort of feeling that you know what if what if I come, when i come back i'm actually in a, in a, in a oh, slightly wow. different reality to the one i left okay and i don't know why that came to my mind but that's exactly what came to my mind because in some of these sort of scenarios i was looking at the house was different yeah you know so i'm, so I'm trying to rationalize this this horror show uh, and the, the, the sort of sort of wasn't a conclusion because one of the themes I had was that maybe I'll come back into different and, and in a way yeah, that's possibly what happened because of, there'll be perhaps be a multiverse universe in which I haven't taken something yeah, in yeah, home and I've come back you came back uh, to a one new one I've now had that experience yeah so who knows yeah but I just remember at the time and, and I, I, what made that thought sinister was the th- the fact that uh, I was terrified and I just wanted to get back to normal again. You know, so I had exactly the same sort of terror and exactly the same sort of uh, pleading for my life. Oh God, please, yeah. please, please, and, please and, I promise. And, and, and wanted to get back to just make it as it was before. Yeah. You know? um, so the the idea of me sort of landing in a slightly different the multiverse was actually frightening to me because I, I just wanted to get back yeah, yeah. because it's... I was so scared of what was what was happening yeah. and again after that the same relief I got myself downstairs and I was just like oh, oh. yeah but maybe, <laughs> oh, I'm all right. maybe that is the benefit though maybe that's what it is is it makes you appreciate things that five minutes prior you didn't appreciate you know, I know that in, in the in the book actually that you know well you know it was only with the value of reflection and time uh, that I understood that this helps bestow a different perspective on for me or an alter you know an additional perspective mm-hmm. of seeing things slightly differently of the capability of seeing things slightly differently because I had endured that experience yeah. and understood that you know actually you were in this. This, this, I hate to use words like alternative reality, but to me that was entirely real where I was, yeah. and that's why it was so frightening. Yeah, and you know, having been out of this where we are now, somewhere to interplaced into something else in itself, whatever that something else is, when you come back, you you, you never quite seeing this in the same way because you know there's an entirely different sort of reality yeah there for sure because you've just been in it yeah and it's a nightmare yeah well it's, and you never want to go there yeah well, it's, it's like but it's like that same relief you feel when you wake up from a bad dream you know and it's you ever have a bad dream and you're like this has to be a dream and then you wake up but then there's another type of bad dream where you're like you're so convinced this really you're like this isn't a dream like this is just terrifying you know whatever it is and then when you wake up from that you ever just wake up in your bed and you just you you know a handful times in my life you just, i've just had a dream so bad 
and I mm. wake up and I'm just I'm in my room. I just spread my arms out and I hug my pillow and I'm and, like uh, and I wake up and I'm like how happy am I that I'm, you know, walking into the bathroom and I'm just going to go to the bathroom. Like something that you do a million times and you never yeah. think of it. Something I've done twice yeah. during this podcast and I what I got to go to the bathroom. But you wake up from a terrifying dream where whatever, you know, everyone you know and love is dying or horrible anxiety and you wake up and you're like I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm going to brush my teeth. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put on some socks. Just simple shit that you are now, you're so grateful for. For a time, and then you forget. But yeah. Yeah, it's certainly like that. Certainly, I got back grateful. But then then over a longer period, I start to reflect on, on the more general, you know, lessons of that, the more general, you know, um, philosophy of it having been in that situation with that perspective and everything being real and I'm not asleep by the way feel myself completely got my marbles mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and everything start you know not, not my mind just completely yeah, read this but it's real oh my god yeah, you know, yeah. turn me back on please yeah. you know that was something that that I saw value in downstream but but you know again aware that if impressions that that uh, the videos like this can, can cause if, you, if that's what you're doing kids you know yeah um i can't call you kids because i'm so old yeah you know, <laughs> seen this. Yeah. if that's what you're doing yeah then don't use salvi for it don't, don't you okay no no because it is it, 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 horrific yeah and, and i can imagine it could cause you know, who knows what sort of issues with anybody who's already got yeah. got, uh, got psychosis or some sort of PTSD problem. or anxiety or yeah, it's yeah because it just uh, so I wouldn't you know there are, there are, there are better drugs to to sort of uh, explore. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't even call it a psychedelic really. I mean, I was very hesitant to put it in the psychedelic platonic yeah. section yeah. because of the, well, it was more delirium. Yeah, it's more dysphoric. It's yeah. more sort of everything the delirians give you, which is sort of uh, dystopian reality yeah, and, yeah. and terrible. Everything's horrible. Yeah, you know, this was closer to that really than a than a, 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 a psychedelic. Um, but it was more sort of psychedelic in some senses. So I, I wasn't sure where to put this, but uh, regardless, it's, it's it's not one that you want to engage with lightly because. Um, you know, you go to Mexico to find wherever that is, and I can't remember, uh, and have it in, in the authentic setting and properly. It's a completely different matter. Yeah. But as supplied and as generally available in the West, um, it's, it's, it's one I definitely wouldn't recommend. Yeah. Physically, it doesn't, uh, you know, I'm not aware of any fatalities. Yeah. Uh, so, so I think that's the major concern here. I mean, it's just sort of. The experience itself is not an experience that you actually want to want to undertake. Yeah, would you say that you would you say that there was any benefit from it? Did you get anything, or is it really no, just no? Only the fact that that it ended. For me, only the fact that I'd be I'd existed in a, a completely different realm to this, and and that mere the mere fact of that. Still, certain benefits in terms of how you perceive the world. Yeah, it's the world. It's... But, but that's mm. in terms of what was happening within the experience. No. It was just, it was just horrific. Yeah, 
both times there was nothing there that it was just fear and, and you know the feeling of it, everything being sucked out and you, yeah. you this is it you go, you're dying yeah. and, and uh and you're not going to get back here again yeah even though you know something irrational that it just just so you don't want to go there wherever you've been sucked out yeah. so, um yeah. and it, and it was uh, so no benefit from the actual experience but but only from the fact that you know, it, it was somewhere other than here. Then, yeah, it's... Which it's, I think is, you know, this is why people meditate and go to places like Varanasi in India to sort of experience this complete cultural change and and, 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 and meditate to get yeah. the sort of, you know, to be different to here. And they go come back refreshed and, and have different perspectives. And that's what travel does as well as drugs, so psychedelic drugs. Uh, it restores different perspectives. So that it, it, it can do. Yeah. In terms of I'm going to have this experience, it's not an experience you're going to actually want to have had yeah. or an experience you want to do. And unless you're, you're actually in the experience, uh, you're, going to, you're going to wish on your life that you haven't done that. Yeah. Yeah, it's too late then. You're you're already there. Yeah, but I guess that makes sense. You put it in the category of psychedelics because whether good or bad, there's nothing that there's nothing that wipes away your current reality like a psychedelic. Mm -hmm. Whether whether it's you're going to a world of just love and harmony, or whether you're going into a world of just delirious dystopia they're the same in that they replaced your current reality and you can never forget that that one exists. That's, good, that's correct. That's exactly right. I think that, I think that's, um, and the same applies to, to, to some dissociatives, but I think, I think that bestows more value on, on people who've had those experiences than, than, than people realize. Well, it's, it's just the very fact that it's somewhere else other than this, enabling you to see this, from an outside perspective as well as from an inside perspective yeah. that capability is really really that, powerful there's benefits from that we talked about that in yeah. the first episode like we did yeah when you can step out when you can step off the train and realize that you were even on a train yeah and it's and you know maybe it's with psychedelics you can step off and you can go to a wonderful place with with salvia divinorum it sounds like you step off and go to a horrible place but you still stepped off and exactly. You can look exactly. back and go, okay, it was hell, but I still stepped. Okay, and that you're right. That is psychedelics in themselves have their own beneficial experience, but yeah, completely independent of the experience is the fact that you you stepped out of the bubble. That yeah. is that in itself is yeah, like you said, I think an an undeniably good experience. I found that for me like my psychedelic experiences were wonderful and full of love. But regardless of that, the ability to know that I stepped out and went to some place completely different than this place, but equally as real. It's for me, that's probably had the longest term effect on my life. It's for the most, you know, still have my anxiety, still have my fears, but at the very core of me, there's, it's 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 definitely for the most part gotten rid of a fear of death 
because yeah, it helps you to get a grip, get a grip on, on on your life. Yeah, it's you know, I still get I still get anxious about bills or you know school or or this podcast. Is this going to work? Am I going to be able to make this thing into it? Still get anxious about that. Still get fearful, but at the very core, it's I know I've been somewhere else that is as real as this. So it it, it, make, it makes we, we you and I always quote Terrence McKenna, but it's like no one knows enough. He, what is it? You don't don't worry. You don't know enough to worry. Mm. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like exactly I can't right. I can't be scared of death because like I've been somewhere else, and not only was it real, it was really cool. <laughs> it was it was better than this place. Like, so how do I not know that that's just where I'm going after you know my my heart stops and blood stops going to my brain like. I don't know what it is. I don't know what the next mm-hmm. one's going to what the you know what happens after I die, but like I I definitely feel like there's something because I've been somewhere else that I never thought was possible and I now know yeah. as as real as this table there are other places that you can go and it's it just opens up the possibility of yeah, other places exist. What they are, I don't know. How do you control which mm-hmm. one you go to? I don't know. But the, but, the, but, but they're, they're there. there. They are there. He says, you know, you, you, you're no longer, you know, you've got a life narrative. This is this is my thought pattern through yeah. life, and it's a linear narrative. Yeah. And then eventually it stops because yeah. you die. Well, yeah. you know, and and that's how you know you, you're no longer in that. Yeah. Once you've been outside it, yeah, you can you can actually get to get hold of that far more. Yeah. Readily. Yeah. Once yeah. you've been outside and actually control it better to some degree, absolutely. Not, not get freaked out by 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 bumps in the road that you would do normally. Yeah, you know, if you're just living in this sort of two D line of thought, thought after thought, yeah, uh, and that's how your life is, and then you hit the brick wall. You're if you're in that and you hit a bump on the road, it's it's devastating, it's scary. Yeah, but. And, and it, it still is, but not mm. to the same degree. Once you've been out, and you can actually see, it's, you know, from you know, actually seeing that from the outside, seeing yourself almost as a separate to your normal thoughts, yes. and, and you, and this separate to to you because yes. you've existed outside this. Yes, it's like uh, you, you can handle anything that happens in there much more easily. Yeah, it's like than prior. It's like watching a. It's like going to an IMAX movie theater. You know, it's three-dimensional. The sound is from all around you. It's crazy. And it's like watch. It's like if you went in there and watched, like, the scariest movie ever. The movie's still scary, but what psychedelics are is... It's like me. You, you get up and you go to the bathroom. Yeah. And you go, to, and go outside the building. You and, leave the theater. You go get a drink of sure. water. Go get some popcorn. And then you go back in. The movie's still going to be scary as shit at times. But... Yeah. No matter how big the screen is and the sound, ultimately you're like, I know I'm just in a dark room watching a movie. Like I can walk outside and it's sunny. Like it's I can leave here. I can go to a different movie. I can go home. I can you know do whatever. But there's more than just this. You're still gonna jump. You're still gonna you know. But it's yeah. It's to a lesser because you're like oh this is scary. But you're still like, what am I gonna do later? You know. I've, you know I'm gonna have. You've got a higher level of consciousness. Almost, yeah. That, yeah. That you're sort of bringing into play because you know yeah. that you know you've had the experience outside yeah. and, and, and you're not you know you've, you've described it very well yeah and that's that that's the, the one of the benefits of the Salvia experience 
that only occurred to me afterwards, you know, at the time. Yeah. It was so horrible uh, and, and, and uh, traumatic that I hated it. And I thought, well, there's nothing good to come from that because it was just... It just scared me to death, and, yeah. and uh, nothing good from it. Just later on down the line, I started to look at it exactly as you've described there. Yeah. When I'd had other psychedelics, yeah. um, and I thought, well, well, actually, it was like the other psychedelics in in that sense, mm-hmm. in that the actual leaving this stage and yeah. coming back to yeah. it. Uh, gave me a perspective to manage this stage far more, yeah. far better than I was before. Yeah, yeah. More successful than I was before. Yeah, it's because uh, and to enjoy the ride better. Yeah, it doesn't feel as, um, it doesn't feel as all encompassing. It doesn't feel like mm-hmm. all your eggs are in one basket. It's not like this <laughs> is you know I cannot mess this up. It's like it's still very real. It's it's no mm-hmm. it's no less real, but there's like you can see the you can see past the curtain on the stage and you can yeah, see there's, there's someone disassociation disconnection from it yeah you can see someone walking around backstage yeah they take uh, their uh, mask off it's you know you're like oh yeah i'm just watching a play you know yeah. and it's and the thing is is unless you've done unless you've done psychedelics People that have not and are listening to us, we just sound fucking crazy. You can't know until you do it. I'm thinking these guys have had too many drugs. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, oh these no. <laughs> Yeah, and that's what I used to think. I had friends that do psychedelics before I ever did it. And I was just like, you guys are fucking nuts. And then I did it. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's kind of like a, it's weird because you come back and you almost feel like, you almost feel like you're part of this club that not in like some elitist like we're part of but more so like you know you looking around and like other people that have done it it's almost like you know they've got like a you know it's a you yeah. know it's like uh yeah it's like you get it everyone else has a mask on you guys are going around scaring them but there's sort of like a wink like it's not real like it's you know <laughs> it's and, not real yeah but God forbid you try to tell anyone that who hasn't done it because they're just like you fucking lost it. Yeah, I mean, lock them up. Lock them up. Keep this video secret. Yeah, yeah. how it looks coming from me. Yeah, yeah. I just won't confirm that. Yeah, I shouldn't be let loose. Yeah, but that's the funny thing is, yeah, you don't. But because you've stepped out of it, outside of it, you don't care what anyone thinks. They're like, you're crazy, yeah. and you're like, probably. Like, you know, it's. Whatever, it's. Uh... I think that was one of the things I said with the, with the in, in the first podcast with the ayahuasca. It, it wasn't. I wasn't given a message to do the book. Yeah. It was the fact that I'd been outside. Yeah. And I came back. Yeah. I, I wasn't at all scared anymore about what people would say yes. or think or whether yes. I would be abused or yeah. attacked on yeah. by the media. Yeah. All that became less, less, less of a concern. You know. Yeah. That, I mean, that's why that's. I mean, that's what gave me the courage to do this podcast. Is yeah. I don't like I just I, like I don't care. It, not in like yeah. a not in like an uh, not in like an apathetic sense, but it's just mm. more so like I'm here on this ride, and mm. the ride is real. Like I am here, um, but I don't take it as seriously as before. And because of that, I'm free to hey, let's. 
let's see if we can make the ride a little more fun. Maybe instead yeah. of a, a normal job, maybe I'd do something like podcasting, you know? And and, and whereas before psychedelics would be, well, I can't do that because what would people think of me? And what if it doesn't work? And what am I going to do if it doesn't work? Whereas now it's like, it might not work. People might not think I'm crazy, but or but people might think I'm crazy. But yeah, you know, if it doesn't work, then I'll figure something else out. But like, yeah. let's let's dip our toes in. Let's see, you know, let's sit down at the table and play our hand and see what happens because it could be awesome. And yeah. then you're like, it's if you know it's not real, you might as well try to make it as fun as you can. You yeah. know, you, if you know it's a exactly movie, that. you might as well put on the best movie ever. Like, it's yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, you wouldn't have done the podcast without without the psychedelics. I wouldn't have done the book without the psychedelics. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, I believe and, that entirely. I believe it's you just, entirely. It's just the freedom that this outside perspective uh, provides that enables a release yeah. from yeah. from the seriousness and, and yes. the ride. And, and I think it's you've described it really well. It's it's you're still it's. Your mindset afterwards is, I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm still not going to, you know, do whatever I want as long as I'm not harming anyone else, as long as I'm yeah. not hurting anyone. I don't want to cause any negativity. But in terms of worried about what people think of me, okay, what people think of me is quite, you know, that just goes. You just, yeah, you just go, okay. It's, you know, okay, it's. Well. Just, yeah. that's their problem yes you're like that's not You've i'm not gonna let the, yeah not, yeah i don't i don't actually care i don't care it. yeah i don't and it's that's a good thing a good that's something that's a really positive uh benefit yes. from, from it that lasts stop forever it, stop worrying about what people think about yeah it, and it lasts it forever really doesn't matter it's doesn't harm you it's not like you have a couple shots of liquor and all of a sudden you don't care what anyone thinks of you and you're dancing because when the liquor wears off, you care again. With yes. psychedelics, you you do it and you come back and it, shit, I haven't done them in over four years, but I still, I don't care what anyone thinks. It's not the, it's not the, it's not the, the uh, physiological, the no. biological effect of the drug. No. It's, it's, it's what you've seen. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's. I, I was watching a talk by someone. I can't remember his name, and he was explaining about the uh, the effects of psilocybin on on depression amongst cancer pain, uh, patients, and that uh, it has an eighty percent success rate in terms of basically making their their outlook far 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 more positive. Yeah. Uh, Terminal patients. They said the, the, it wasn't it wasn't the psilocybin. Because it, that only worked for people who'd had the mystical experience. Yeah, yeah. And and that was the key. You had to have had the experience. The people who took the the drug and didn't have the experience, which can happen, weren't cured, weren't yeah. helped in any yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, it was only the people who'd who'd actually had the mystical experience that felt the benefits. Yeah. Uh, and and and. I think it's, it's so. It's, it's not the psychedelic. It's 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 what you experience whilst you're well, using it. psychedelic. It's, it's what you see, what you perceive, where you are. That that is is what cures you of caring what other other people think. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a release. It's, it's it frees 
frees you from all sorts of yeah. silly anxieties yeah. and nonsense. Yeah. Um, and and it's, I said, it's, it's, it's nothing, you know, you're not, it's not because you're a druggie or the drug's damaged you in any, yeah. nothing to do with the drug because no. it's all gone. Yeah. It's, it's to do with what you've experienced yeah. once you've had the drug, what you've seen. Uh, and and uh, what you've perceived while you've you've actually been under the influence. Yeah. Drugs gone, flushed. Your biology is yeah. exactly the same as yeah. it was. Not changed to anything. Yeah. But you've had these experiences, and those experiences of of uh, of what of what of what have induced this change in in outlook. Uh, this is more relaxed. You know, higher perspective of things mm-hmm. and and uh, uh, also of other mm-hmm. uh, positive benefits. Yeah. It's experience, and I think that's really interesting and, and really important for for people to understand. Uh, and there's something good to get out there when people are talking about psychedelics. Yeah, it's... I don't think they're, they're totally different to other drugs. Yeah, yeah, you know, they, they, they are. And, they... Um... It's kind of <laughs> like what Alan Watts said said psychedelics that's how he explained them he said once you get the message hang up the phone you still know the message or he's like yeah. a biologist with a microscope it's like the biologist doesn't the biologist doesn't stare at the tissue specimen eternally he looks at it mm-hmm. writes down looks at it writes down and then once he's got enough of it then he goes off and does something doesn't need the microscope mm-hmm. anymore it's i got it that's yeah. what it is is you can yeah it is you see something you go oh, okay and maybe it takes two times, three times. Maybe you need to do it every once in a while to remember. But it's, it's yeah, it's not this thing that like, oh, you just did drugs, and it's, yeah, I know you you peek behind the curtain, and yeah. it's, yeah, it's, for, in that sense, it's like it's the most humane drug out there, because you yeah. you, we're all in this bad dream. And you take psychedelic, and you wake up for a second. You go to the bathroom. You go, oh, it's just a dream. I'm gonna jump back. You're still gonna get scared. You still gotta pay your bills. You're still yeah. gonna, you know, there's still violence. You, you might get shot. There might be a nuclear war. It's still ha- like that shit's still all there. But there, you're slightly. You can see the exit sign in the movie theater. It's still all there. It's loud. It's in your face. But you're like, oh yeah, it's just a movie. And yeah, I think you're better prepared for whatever life throws at you because yes. of that. Yes. Yeah. Because you get having a different perspective, and you know, you're not going to be as likely to completely freak out yeah. or something. Yeah. Because you got you got this sort of mechanism almost now that yeah. you have the other perspectives, and you've been outside, and therefore, you know, that's, this is part of the ride. Yes. You can do that as a sort of mental gymnastics, if you like. Yeah, to help you manage a situation. Yeah, uh, and, and and usually manage it better than if you're embroiled in it, and everything is so you know, it's all there is. It's real. It's it's yeah. Yeah, this is all you know. Once you've been outside and you actually can take an outside view, even when you're in it, you can flip and flop and 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 and, and actually manage situations far more effectively. That's what yeah. you know. I've had a few dramatic situations since I did this and then, you know, look back on it, I think I would never have managed that so well if yeah. I had to have the psychedelics. Yeah, yeah. I, I just wouldn't have been too too fraught, yeah. too reactive. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'd have been completely, you know, you know, but because of the psychedelics and because of it, I was able to 
manage it more yeah. effectively than I could possibly have done it before. Yeah. Before I'm, yeah. I know that. Yeah. And uh, you know, ACC, I think sounds to anyone who's 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 perhaps not taken psychedelics that it does sound fruity, but but it's, it genuinely isn't. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. this is this is what it's done. Yeah. For me, and it's what it's done for. For, for you know, so many other people who've had psychedelics. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm just. I'm just yeah. perhaps typical. Yeah, and it's, uh, in, in, in what I'm reporting and stating here. Yeah, and uh, no reason why I shouldn't be typical. Yeah, uh, and this is this is how I've what's happened to me since, and how I think I've managed everything differently and had a, a more fulfilling life as a result of it. Yeah, and it's and it's. Don't take our word for it. Go do it. No. Go do it. Well, you, you, you know, it's all out there for you to find out about, to explore, yeah. to read about, to watch, you know. Take, to, you know, don't jump into anything, but don't dismiss this. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it's, it's it, we're not as Fruit Loops. Yeah. There's a lot of people more intelligent than us. Yes. Steve Jobs did LSD and he said it was one of the influencing uh, one of the more powerful influences in his life that led to the creation of Apple yeah App- Apple <laughs> you know it's it's Steve Jobs so it's it's not well, one of the theories that I, I spoke, you know the, the, the uh, Silicon Valley and the revolution with IT yeah. microdosing uh, is that it happened in California Primarily, and, no and, and that just happened to be where the '60s counterculture revolution yeah. Yeah. had just exploded, and yeah. everybody was taking LSD. Not a coincidence. Not everybody, but you know what I mean. Yes, it's not. Hey, it's like you know Wall Street. They use like cocaine and liquor to enhance their business. On yeah. if you're looked up, we uh, let's finish this up. But microdosing in Silicon Valley, apparently, that's how they get the competitive edge. Is that's because it's all about creativity. It's creativity. That's no doubt all about. Creativity is that's the name of the game out there. It's not. Yeah. It's not. You know how long and hard can you work? It's can you step outside, and can you can you have a vision for something like Facebook, Instagram, yeah. YouTube? Because it's it's can you see something that you know? It's one of those inventions that something gets created and everyone goes, "Why didn't I think of that?" Yeah. So it's not this. Because you didn't have, you didn't have psychedelics. You weren't taking <laughs> fucking acid. So, so in conclusion, take LSD and you'll be a billionaire and create. <laughs> that's what we're saying. That's our. That's our. Yeah, that's, that's what we're saying out there. So everyone listening, you heard it here first. Go take psychedelics <laughs> and you will be richer than your wildest dreams. <laughs> or, or as Larry would say, what is it? Uh, <laughs> drop out. Drop acid. I can't remember. Turn off. Do I turn off tune turn in, on, turn, turn, on tune turn, in on. turn on tune in drop oh, out yeah yeah That's you, the yeah it is <laughs> yeah it's yeah but yeah well, the, one last thing I should, I'll show oh, yeah, you sure. before I go because I think this is while we're on the subject of psychedelics and uh, and uh, consciousness and, and perspective there's a there's a well known and, and Leary it's the Leary thing that Timothy Leary. Just to mine. There's um Timothy Leary invented um the eight circuit model. Have you heard of the eight yeah. circuit model? Yeah. yeah. 
and it's each circuit of consciousness starting with what he called the neuroatomic metaphysiological circuit um and robert anton wilson um he called it something else but basically it's you're born with a certain level of consciousness and you develop with each level of these eight eight levels of consciousness uh, there's a drug associated with each of them oh really uh and you're probably um some of them are obvious alcohol makes you territorial so that's level two okay um stimulants are sort of level three because they're analytical machine like uh-huh. right up to level eight which is obviously dimethyltryptamine yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh which takes you to a higher level of consciousness um and that's that's okay. a table there which tries to to okay. sort of explain all that. Okay. And, and that ties into my, you know, came to mind when you were talking about Wall Street have cocaine. Yeah. Uh, people in uh, in California, the, the creators of psychedelics. This is known stuff, and it's not sort of yeah. us just hypothesizing. No, the top it's, of our no heads. it's absolutely. This is actually. Uh, there are actually theories and, and, and psychologists are, yeah. are involved and, and psychiatrists like Lee was a psychiatrist. Uh, Tom Wilson might have been, I might be wrong on that. Uh, but uh, this is this is actually not, yeah. not not hypothesis on our part. This is a known sort of yeah. uh, mapping and, and, yeah. and, a, and a theory and a proposition. Yeah. So yeah. if you're interested in that, it's, it's something to... So actually, well, it's in the book, yeah. but it's, it's, it's out there. Yeah. It's on YouTube. Yeah, it's... No, it's, yeah, it's not just a hypothesis. It's like, who did crystal meth? The, the fucking Nazis. Like, you know, they will they use it to become gods. To that level, yeah, that's right. Blitzkrieg, bulldoze through countries, feel invincible, yeah. never stop. You know, Hitler, that's what he was, that's what he was on. And it's, you know, it's, you know, you can even, it's... But yeah, you're right, it's not just... You know, there's a reason why there's the stereotype of yeah, the Wall Street CEO, you know, doing cocaine yeah. and let's go, you know, let's go. Evis- well, it helps them be more effective in what 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 the function is, yeah, in, the, in and, functional life, yeah. and and, uh, and that's why they do it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's and, that's and, the game there, and and yeah, it's not a theory. I mean, there are articles written by people out in Silicon Valley saying, yeah, no, that that's how you get the edge is you take, you know. No five micrograms of lsd every day microdosing. you know it's they, they describe it as is if you see even the slightest wiggle you've taken too much so they say uh, they, they yeah. say you don't even want to you want to know that you took it you didn't take nothing like you took something but r- right to where things start to change and then take one step back and they said stay yeah. there because you'll start to have you'll still be a completely functional person not only that you'll you'll get ahead that's how you that's how you invent shit that's how you come up with google drive or that's how you come up with snapchat or you know it's stuff that seems so simple that not but that you see it and you're like how did i not think of that but that's wise because these guys are just stepping outside the game not entirely they're not getting loaded but they're just peeking over the edge yeah it's yeah so like we said Take acid and you'll be a billionaire. <laughs> well, I mean, there's lots of videos on this. So after after watching this, go and search them out. Robert Robert Anton Wilson was one of them. Yeah. Did, uh, the eight or just search on the eight circuit model. Yeah. And that, that sort of goes through. There's a talk by Wilson that is really good on that. 
uh, we should uh, watch it a couple of times. Oh, yeah. Okay. Thank you so Is much for it? doing it. Nice to talk to you. You too. And hey, don't be a stranger. Let's do another one. Let's grab another. Let's yeah. grab three more drugs and dive into it. Okay. I'll, I'll give some thought to each three. Please do. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's, uh, and Rossi met and Salvia this time. I don't know what I'll come up with next yeah, time, but yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, sit, sit on it. Think think of what you think would be a, a diverse conversation, and we'll jump right back in. We'll do it again. Okay, dog. All right, man. Thank you so okay. much. Have a good night. You, you and, too. Uh, no, it's not night, though. It's afternoon. Have a, have a good afternoon. It will be night, so I'll take it. <laughs> okay. All right, man. Hey, see always, you, always good to talk to you, and I can't wait to see you again, all right? Okay. All right. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.